At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are off and running on a Tuesday from the Circus Sportsbook. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. Femi Abebefe back for another night. Let's do it. He said, uh, I won my Bruins bet and I'm ready for more action. He's got, what do you got tonight? You've got. You know, our under didn't come home. We had that Hornets Pacers game. Don't say we. I didn't have that. Under 229 did not come home. I was on that was a solo mission. For it was me. yes, but uh, yeah, you've but... got a couple solo expeditions tonight. <laughs> I do. We got a couple more that are in the hopper right now. We're obviously monitoring the Celtics Wizards game yep. in Boston. That's when I have a Bradley Beal under on his player prop. I like that play. And a half. It, well, he's heating up in the second quarter. Had only two points in the first quarter. Has 11 so far. Last I checked in the second quarter here. So we'll see what happens as we're approaching halftime. But then also. It's going to be a pretty ruckus crowd here uh, behind us in a short while. There's no doubt. Yeah, with the Golden Knights uh, about to, uh, I would say, kick off. I've got football on the mind. There were, there were, line, drop, baby. There were lines <laughs> uh, from DraftKings today, from college football. <laughs> we had some game times announced, so my mind is uh, a little scatterbrained. But, yeah, puck drop in, uh, in a matter of moments with the uh, Golden Knights. I wouldn't say backs against the wall of hockey. Anything can happen. But uh, yeah, we will get uh, Golden Knights and Wild. Uh, this is uh, Femi. This is this is a time-honored tradition when I turn behind me to get the most updated line. Okay, Golden Knights minus one sixty-three tonight. So a little bit of movement towards the Golden Knights uh, against the Wild tonight. A total of five and a half. You see right there uh, some of the uh, the goal props for this evening's game. So we'll keep a close eye on that. But let's get to the Wizards and Celtics. This game uh, nearing halftime, Femi, fifty-two to fifty-one. Wizards with the lead. Now they've just taken a fifty-four to 51 lead this was a game initially my mind was telling me 
go with the Wizards. Go with the Wizards. And it has nothing to do with where I'm from. I'm not even really a Wizards fan. I mean, come on. They're the Wizards. Um, <laughs> but something, the, the line just stunk to me because everybody was on the Wizards, Femi, and this line didn't budge. Actually went the other way a little bit towards Boston. Yeah. So I stayed off. Uh, this was a, a stay away for me. I know Josh Applebaum, who's in town. Great to see Josh. Yeah, I got to meet him earlier today. And it's like walk it's, a, it's like a scene of you know Brent Musburger. I mean Josh <laughs> Applebaum in town. But uh, Josh was on the Celtics, and I knew he would be on the Celtics, not because of his roots tied there in New England, because that line he and I think similarly. You know, contrarian types. But I just the reason I couldn't pull the trigger on the Celtics was I've just seen enough of this Celtics team. They, they you know we talked about it a lot last night, Femi. It seems like they're ready to kind of pack this season in, um, you know, Jalen Brown being out. Uh, so I, I just, I, I wasn't going to fully buy into this, to this Celtics team, but it, as every Wizards game pretty much down the stretch had been, this game's going to come down to the wire, which is great for us. Of course it is. It's, you know, we, we want to be sweating the games, whether it's the sides or the totals. It's, it's what we do this for. We all love it. And, you know, the Wizards, they actually started a little slow. So yeah. Boston, they came out with some energy despite all the, weird psychological things that are kind of hanging over them at least in the second part of the season they started out fast but the wizards have definitely responded and they're going to go into the halftime it looks like with a two-point lead unless okay there we go perfect bradley bill did not make that 30 footer <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that for the prop <laughs> um yeah just take a look real quickly at uh, some of the first half lines so 54 52 looks like we're going to head into the break with that score so the wizards will cover the first half number here at circa it was boston minus a half so really a pick them in that first half, uh, a total of 119. So with the Wizards being a really uh, prolific offensive team, Femi, pretty low scoring game so far as the Wizards lead 54-52 heading into the half, taking a look at, at your prop play, 13 points for Bradley Beal, six rebounds. How about this? Russell Westbrook at FanDuel, or excuse me, at DraftKings, over under was 13 and a half rebounds for the game. He's got 13 at the half. It's incredible. The way he crashes the glass. We talked about it a lot last night. He's active, and it's an incredible, incredible performance so far. Yeah, Russell Westbrook, eight points. Uh, he will almost assuredly get a double-double this evening. And uh, the triple-double opened, I think, at minus 275, which is just insane to think about. But why wouldn't it? The dude averaged that for the season, and it got bet up to minus 305, and you're pretty much well on your way with five assists at the half let's get this show rolling it is the nightcap it is the nightcap here on vsin live from the circus sportsbook on a uh a fun day in the sports yeah. world. We got NHL playoffs going on we've got NBA play in action we had a team that just said ah Playing <laughs> this season's over, man. We're, we're gonna go ahead and play out. I'm out. I'm out. Doing. The Charlotte Hornets, a no show today, and there was a lot of a lot of uh rationale behind backing the Charlotte Hornets. Um I am uh grateful. I thought about it, had the phone ready to go, Femi, but I, I just said, I don't know. And I, speaking of which, I actually had my phone ready to but because when the Karis Levert news came yep. out, you know, he was on the COVID protocols out for 10 to 14 days. I was like, hey, maybe Charlotte Moneyline. We talked a little bit about it last night, but it went away. And luckily, somebody was looking out for me because uh, the Hornets absolutely, I don't even think they were in Indianapolis. That was another team wearing those uniforms. TJ Warren, we knew he would be out. 
Uh, obviously, he was out. Turner was out. You know, the the Pacers put out the injury report on Twitter, and Malcolm Brogdon was listed as questionable. Yeah. We knew about Karis LeVert with, uh, with the COVID situation. Sabonis was listed as questionable. And all you could think of was, well, I, I obviously got to play the Hornets. I mean, the little secret about the Hornets, when Gordon Hayward went out, this team was completely different. I mean, they, they, the record was horrendous without Gordon Hayward. They were a different team. And tonight, absolutely embarrassed. 144 to 117. So the Indiana Pacers move on. They will get the loser of Wizards and Celtics, which is at the half, 54-52. And we talked about it yesterday. Um, that 10 to 1 prop with teams making the playoffs, we said take a look at fading the Celtics. And mm-hmm. the team that I keyed in on, before I knew about the Karis LeVert news, was the Indiana Pacers. I felt like Indiana, the way Sabonis has been playing, 21 rebounds tonight, by the way. I mean, he was incredible. Absolutely incredible. 14 points to go along with that and nine assists, almost a triple-double for him. They shot 45% from three, 16 of 35, 55% from the floor in general. And it was just an absolute offensive clinic that they put on. And Charlotte, not known for their defense. They're kind of an up-tempo team, but even... With that being said, it was probably their worst defensive performance of the season, giving up 144 in a game that doesn't go to overtime. That's that's not what you want to see in a game where your season is on the line. Yeah, and as you see right there, uh, 226 was the total. So if you played the under, I know, uh, Femi, you were uh, you were intrigued by that under. Yeah, and uh, my intrigue quickly went away. <laughs> yeah, 69 to 45 at the half is uh, not a good start for for an underplay. And then Charlotte was able to put up. Uh, 72 points in the second half. So the under yeah. quickly went away. I mean, it happens. It you, know, happens. You, you got the Bruins last night, so. I got the Bruins last night. I got the closing line value. I don't know if that pays anything, but, <laughs> you know, it's always good to get that, even though it loses by a million points. But uh, we got the Bradley Beal thing going on. Also have a little hockey. You know, I don't want to make the folks upset here. Good thing this is sound. You're going on the wild? But I'm, I'm going on the wild. Man. You know, I, I know a lot of people like to do the zigzag theory when it comes to a series, especially one that we think is going to be pretty closely contested. But I'm going to go with Minnesota. Banksy, last week on your show when he was talking about just the matchup issues that the Wild have, Greg Wyshynski was also talking about it yesterday, about the concern level should be high for VGK. So I'm going to play against that and play a dog here at plus 145. All right, there you go. And uh, closed uh, around town, uh, South Point plus 155. Is that game uh, about to get going? The Pittsburgh Penguins... Uh, have defeated the New York Islanders. Uh, looks like that game has concluded. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> Pittsburgh oh, Penguins NFL football. On the, we're on talking the AFC, or AFC North rather. Yeah, with the Joe Burrow on. news today. Yeah, so we'll, we'll uh, Joe Burrow uh, expected to be ready to go for Week One. So Cincinnati faithful rejoice. Uh, should be a fun offense to watch. We'll talk some comeback player of the year odds a little bit later on. Uh, the PGA Championship gets going in South Carolina uh, on Thursday longest course uh, in PGA Championship yeah. history. And we'll chat with Steve Stans, good friend of the program from the Golf Channel. He'll join us in about a half hour or so later on in this show. We'll talk to Monty Poole from uh, NBC Sports Bay Area, get his thoughts on Warriors and Lakers. And then JVT, our guy, senior NBA analyst. Uh, hopefully, by the time uh, we, he comes on, the Wizards game will be all wrapped up. We, we will have... I don't know if we'll have a series price, Femi, on uh, Nets, Celtics, or Nets, Wizards, but we'll certainly get uh, some instant analysis and instant reaction from JVT a little bit later on uh, in the program. 
you know, more and more I think about it, you know, it's funny. We were talking about Warriors and Lakers yesterday. I mean, the, the handle is going to be outrageous yeah. for this game. The, the viewership is going to be, you know, because once again, you know, Adam Silver, um, like him or not, and he's been pretty well respected, he could not have asked for a better situation in the play-in. And, and I said last night, you know, I, if, I, if you made me pick, I'd say, eh, probably I would say let's not do it. However, the intrigue for this game tomorrow night, Golden State at Los Angeles, Lakers right now laying five, total of 219.5. The intrigue is going to be out of control because it is that NCAA tournament feel. Now, I know Charlotte and Indiana didn't bring much out of it. However, let's be real. I mean, did many people anticipate that to be a game that, no, the games people want to see, Washington, Boston, and Golden State and Los Angeles. Those yeah. are the two games that people are most intrigued about. And tomorrow night is going to be uh, crazy. And we saw a little bit of buyback today on the Lakers. It went down to four and a half last night, Femi. And you said if it gets to three, it's a play on the Lakers. I was thinking about firing on the Lakers at four. It bounces back at five and a half at some spots. And uh, we'll see if it settles here at five because it went up to five and a half and now has bounced down a little bit to five. Well, I think you're going to see a lot of Laker love, especially oh, yeah. tomorrow as we get closer to tip off. A lot of fans out here. The Lakers are well represented in Las Vegas. So I think you're just going to see that line probably five and a half. Maybe maybe it touches six at some places. But when it was at four and a half, it seemed cheap just on gut instincts. And then also, if it had gotten to four or three and a half, I definitely would have probably tried to get involved in there. But I think at this price, it's kind of in this no man's land where I'll probably just be on the side or maybe dive deeper on the total or we'll, we'll take a look at some props later on in the show here tonight. But uh, it, I think it's just a... That that number yesterday, it just it didn't seem like it was it was enough with the Lakers there playing at home fully stocked. It was what we I mean, Anthony Davis was questionable on the injury list, but I mean I think that's just more so a technicality. Yeah, he's, he's gonna play. Yeah, he said he's good to go. Um and, and that's one prop, and we'll we'll dive into the props later on in the show, but his point total is one that I'm gonna really key in on. Uh he's at twenty five and a half tomorrow night. LeBron's at twenty six and a half. I think AD's the guy with the mismatches that they're gonna have. You know, that's the curiosity about this game is what has been successful for the Warriors, Femi, has been when they've gone small. Uh, you know, James Wiseman getting injured. This team has turned the corner with him out. And this isn't to say that James Wiseman's a bust or anything like that. No, he's it's a young a, player. It's just a different feel. And when Kevon Looney goes out, they move Draymond to the five. They're they're a completely different team. And that's going to be the, the that's always the best part about the NBA playoffs is the chess match that these coaches play. Frank Vogel against Steve Kerr tomorrow because what we saw in the bubble last year with the Lakers was they bullied you with Dwight Howard with JaVale McGee. Uh, they could go small and they can go small with AD. That's kind of their their last ditch effort and it's it's a mismatch. But I, I'm so fascinated to see what ultimately happens tomorrow because when Kevon Looney is in the game. The Lakers have a massive advantage. Draymond Green can take advantage down there. AD can go to work. Uh, you know, LeBron's going to bully whoever he goes up against. But when they go small ball with Draymond at the five, that's where I think the Lakers could get in a little bit of trouble. So uh, I'm very curious to see how, you know, Steve Kerr plays it tomorrow. And, you know, that's why ultimately I might stay off uh, the point spread here. Uh, because I, I'm I'm curious how these coaches, because, you know, one thing LeBron has said, you know, think back to last year in the playoffs. I mean, game one against the Blazers, they lose, yep. win four straight. Game one uh, against, against Houston, against the Rockets, they lose, they win four straight. It's a feeling, it, that first game, and LeBron's even said, 
that first game's only always a feeling out process. He doesn't have that this no, time. It's you got to go just full systems go in this play. And now they don't they won't be eliminated if they were to lose, but then they would be facing a winner go home scenario in that 8-9 game or or the game for the 8 seed. So I think that with the Lakers I, I'm interested to see how quickly they go to Anthony Davis at that 5 spot. You know, a team with LeBron James, if you don't have rim protection, you're not going to be able to defeat LeBron James. If he can get to the rim at will, I think that's when he can really excel, kick it out to those guys um, who can be open shooters. And Anthony Davis likes to kind of hang out on the perimeter at times. But I just don't see where the Warriors have a scenario where they can slow down LeBron or Anthony Davis, even with all the injuries that they've had throughout this uh, season here in the second half. And the one thing that we pointed out yesterday is as amazing as Steph has been this year, league leader in points, 32 points per game, had 46 in the finale against the Grizzlies. His over-under tomorrow is 36-and-a-half. They are 20th in the league in offense. They are not a good offensive team. The Lakers aren't either, but the Lakers are the number one defensive team, and that includes, what, half the season without AD, half the season without LeBron. So uh, this is a game throughout the night. We'll we'll continue to break it down. Monty Poole, as mentioned, will join us in the second hour, JVT in the third hour, and we'll look at all the props and the offerings for this game. But let's get back to halftime. Celtics and Wizards right now, 54-52 lead for the Wizards. You know, this game went off uh, pre-flop. Boston here at Circa, a juiced minus two and a half. Uh, most spots around town sitting at two. Westgate, South Point, uh, William Hill were all at two, uh, which I think, uh, once again, a lot of people were surprised, Femi, to see that the Wizards, the way they had played to close out the season, you know, going 16 and nine uh, in the, uh, the final two months of the season, backs against the wall, all that. And Boston, losing 5 of 6, being 13 and 11, that line didn't move, actually moved back in the favor of the Boston Celtics. We do have a halftime line. It's Celtics minus a half right okay. now for uh, for the second half. So, so if, the- if you think the Celtics are going to win this game, uh, or it comes down to one point, and, you know, with Russell Westbrook out there, you never know. I mean, once again, he could just, <laughs> you know, they could be up three, and he'll just hand it off to Jason Tatum, you know, think he's on his team or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, you you never know what this Wizards team, as you've discussed earlier on, it's just every single game with them is absolutely, it's, it's a March Madness type of feel with all of their late game situations and everything. But I mean, the way that this team responded from being down early on, that says a lot about them. We know Bradley Beal's out there gutting it out. I know I'm fading him yep. on that prop, but he's out there gutting it out, had a heck of a performance in that second quarter. Russell Westbrook, we know what he provides, but if they can just feel good coming out of the locker room. The Celtics, they've been down by 10 or 20 in a majority of their games this season. They can't afford to do that now in the second half in this game, but it wouldn't put it past the Celtics team to kind of, if they face a little bit of adversity, especially early on in this third quarter, to be like, hey, here we go again. It's just not our night. We already saw Marcus Smart getting banged up a little bit. Yeah, buckled his knee. Yeah, he's kind of the the emotional kind of leader of that team, or at least try to galvanize guys and just trying to lock people in on playing hard. And if he's not able to go, you wonder, then all the attention goes over to Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker. And right now, the Celtics, I mean, we'll see. Brad Stevens might make some adjustments in the locker room, but it was not a good second quarter for them as now they're trailing by two at halftime. Yeah, Marcus Smart has a little Russell Westbrook in him. He thinks he's going to hit every shot, and uh, sometimes to the detriment of his team. It's the irrational confidence in those guys. Well, that's what I was saying about about this Wizards team. Let's say they win tonight and they go up against the Nets. Of course— we all believe that the Nets will beat them, but you know who does? Who believes they can win? 
Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Yes. I mean, there's not – you could put the 92 Dream Team out there and Russell Westbrook be like, <laughs> I'll beat him. Yeah, I'm, you know? a, I'm a dog. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm winning this game. Yeah. What about the storylines if we get that series, though, with Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook all playing in the same series there? And we know the Durant-Westbrook thing, how they left terms in Oklahoma City. That would be a fun one. The it Wizard- might not be competitive – on the court, but at least we're going to get some interesting The Wizards now. won that season series. Even early on in the year, that was the most head-scratching thing about the Wizards, who got off to this horrendous start. Uh, it's it's surprising that they're even here, Femi. Yeah. And at the end of the day, uh, they were ha- we were trying to figure this team out. They were dealing with a ton of COVID uh, early on in the season. Russell Westbrook wasn't himself, but they beat the Nets twice. And I believe both times they were full strength. That was the, that was the strangest part, and there's going to be a ton of point those totals if we get wizards nets once again wizards down are up to a half point underdog here in the second uh, half but those games those totals are going to be 240 242 243 i mean i think you might see mid 240s defense is going to be optional in those series and by the way the total in this game was 233 we only got 106 points in the first half this is the one that's going way under. <laughs> you know, I thought I thought I had it with uh, the Hornets and the Pacers, but this is the one that we're seeing it. We see the defensive intensity ratchet up a little bit. Sometimes you get nerves going or it's a slower kind of pace game. And, you know, it, you feel like this is what playoff basketball is supposed to look like. The Hornets-Pacers thing, I don't know what that was. It wasn't playoff basketball, but yeah. this one feels more like a game with some implications that we're having. Yeah, and then you have to wonder, you know, the loser of this game has to turn right around and play a Pacers team that just put up you know, a buck 44. Granted, Karis LeVert won't be there. Yeah. Uh, he'll be out for the next, uh, you know, 10 to 14 days, as we learned today with uh, the health and protocol uh, reasonings. But y- if you lose this game and, and, and what we've been watching, this slugfest, y- you have to put that into your handicap of how are these teams going to respond if they ultimately lose? I mean, the Wizards, if they lose this game, travel back to Washington. Ho- I mean, not that Boston to Washington's a a long journey by any stretch of the imagination. The Wizards actually have had great success against Indiana this year. Um, but, yeah, you lose this game and the way it's been played so far to turn around and then have another backs-against-your-wall type of game, that'll be very interesting to look at how the betting market reacts to the Pacers versus the loser of this game on Thursday night. Yeah, I think if it's the Celtics, I think you'll still see some of that kind of wiser money, that sharper money is still backing them. Um, clearly, there's there must have been some sort of Celtics backing if that line oh, yeah. wasn't moving after all the Wizards money that was coming in over the last couple of days. So I think you'll still see the Celtics get that support from the sharper folks in the market. But, I mean, you can't feel good about this Celtics team with the way they ended the regular season and the way they're even playing tonight. I mean, you look at the stat sheet, and Jason Tatum has 18, Kimba Walker has 12. But outside of those guys, nobody is really playing well. Marcus Smart had seven, but he got banged up. Robert Williams, we saw he got banged up a little bit. I know that's a guy that Adam brought up yesterday as someone who can kind of be a guy who steps up a little bit. But if we don't get that, then it's going to be tough. We'll take a look at VGK, the Celtics and Wizards, second half underway. It is the nightcap. Come on back. You're on VC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Murray and Femi Abebefe live from the Circus Sportsbook. It is the nightcap here on VSIM. We'll talk some PGA Championship coming up in 20 minutes. Steve Sands, uh, the offerings are aplenty here at Circa. A full page of futures and matchups. So uh, a lot to get to with Steve Sands from the Golf Channel here uh, momentarily. Long shots, make sure to check that out. Uh, Always great info coming from Wes and Brady. And uh, I don't know if Matt dropped by Mr. Humans, but he might have. I really like this new schedule for it's majors. Incredible. I know they changed it a couple of years ago, but getting them just four straight months of you get Augusta National, then you get PGA, then leading up to US Open and finishing off with the Open Championship overseas. But I think it's just, it, it, the momentum con- it continues, which is really nice. It is, it is a, a brilliant move. Uh, yeah. by by P, by the PGA to make this change because yeah it used to be Masters then two months yeah. U.S. Open British Open shortly thereafter and then the PGA kind of just gets dropped in in August and now I this gets more eyeballs on it more totally. intrigue and then I know they you know the FedEx Cup 
it is what it is. I mean, let's be real. I mean, we're not really paying that much attention to it. <laughs> no. we're, we're all in on football, and that's kind of where we are in August, too, for the most part. Yeah. A lot of us are on vacation, whatever it may be. Um, so it, it does kind of pop up on you in August. This is a great spot for it, and uh, I think you, you know, defined it perfectly. It, it keeps that momentum going where it's the Masters, a month later, PGA, month later, U.S. Open, month later, British Open, and we've got bang, 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 all four majors. And there's nothing quite like a golf sweat. <laughs> like when you oh, have somebody who's in contention on Sunday, and let's say you pick up a 35 to 1 or a 20 to 1 or something, or if you happen to be a lucky person who gets like one of these 100 to 1 guys, or if you had Hideki at, in, at Augusta oh. last month, I mean, it's just incredible. And I picked it up more as a, as a, a sport during the pandemic mm -hmm. last year. You know, it was the first sport to come back, and I was like, wow, like this is a really entertaining product outside of the majors now everybody watches the majors but once you look at the majors and we're gonna look at the odds board here it's just a really good product the field is as deep as ever as rory mcelroy just, just took one win and he's back to being the favorite yeah and rory <laughs> you know also his course history of just dominating this course nine years yeah. ago and winning it going away uh winning by eight strokes uh so that certainly plays into it um but yeah like you mentioned i mean you can get big big names especially here at circa i mean a guy like will zalatoris runner off of the masters 62 to 1 brooks kepka 54 to 1 uh so big names uh juicy prices that's the beauty of uh, of majors and we'll talk more about it with steve sands uh, in less than 20 minutes from now uh but a quick update on a couple games going on uh it's a beautiful time of year man it, it is, really is uh the celtics have come out and uh, i think you kind of hinted at this it didn't play all that well in the first half they've come out playing well here to start the third quarter uh the wizards are a team that they 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 like to kind of fall behind and come from behind uh but they've been outscored so far in the second half nine to two and the celtics have a, a 61 56 lead as scott brooks just had to call a timeout a moment ago kemba walker now up to 18 points so good start to the second half a couple of big threes from kemba yeah kemba walker's playing well jason tatum he has 21 points already early on in this third quarter it looks like the celtics i mean we talked all about the wizards just kind of riding westbrook and beal it looks like the celtics are kind of going to their guys with Walker and Tatum, with especially with Jalen Brown now being out for the rest of the season. And I mean, I'm just going to go on a limb here, and uh, I know this might be blasphemous to uh -oh. uh, to Aaron Oster, our uh -oh. producer, but if you want to win, maybe avoid doing ISOs down low with Alex Len. Uh, just, <laughs> just, uh, just, just my personal opinion. There, he's two for eight. He's been cut by multiple franchises. Maybe avoid just going down low to the big man and, and trying to, to post up. Just, just, a, just a thought. He was a top five pick. He was, he? yeah. He was <laughs> and he's not playing for that team that drafted him in the top five either. Uh, there's been a few stops in between. And but... Kemba's hot, man. Kemba yeah. just banged home another three. So 64-56 now, but we, Celtics. We mentioned that with Kemba and his history with these one-off type of scenarios. I mean, obviously, the NCAA tournament run at Connecticut sure. way back when uh, is the most legendary one. But when you have a guard who is capable of just going off at any given moment. That's probably why a lot of people love the Warriors tomorrow. It makes things difficult on the opposition because those guys really control the game. And the difference, now I'm not comparing, Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time, um, but the difference between tomorrow night's game and tonight's game is the Wizards, to an extent, are allergic to defense. Yes. And the Lakers are the best defensive team in the league. Uh, but Kemba Walker, three threes in under two minutes span. And at a 12-2 run here for the Celtics, and they've extended their lead. You know, that makes our guy Josh Applebaum out there in uh, 
in the circus stands. Pretty happy. He had the Patriots polo on. He's going full New England. So <laughs> I'm you <know>. shocked. I'm <laughs> stunned. <laughs> it's about, about minus 700 <laughs> that he was wearing uh, some sort of New England sport. He'll be wearing a Red Sox shirt. No doubt about it tomorrow. Big news in the football world regarding Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. We'll discuss that next. Stick around. It's the Nightcap here on Visa. any part of our show or anything on the vsin schedule don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast you can catch replays of all of our shows including follow the money a numbers game my guys in the desert the lombardi line all of our great shows with vsin best bets download beating the book with gil alexander or market insights with josh applebaum who's in town Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all for free and available now at vcin.com backslash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Tim Murray, Femi Abebefe with you live from the Circus Sportsbook. And it is getting a little out of hand here for the uh, the Washington Wizards. 69-56, to the Celtics, Femi, have outscored the Wiz. 17 to 2 to start this second half to jump out. We've seen three threes from Kemba Walker, another three from Jason Tatum, and you know what? It's time to go in on the Wizards. <laughs> I, I like took it. them plus 10 in game because this Wizards team, while they may lose, they're going to get this thing back. So uh, I, I didn't bet anything pre flop. But we're in now. I like it. I mean, this is the whole benefit of the mobile wagering. You know, you just pull up the app here, and you, you're right in the game there. So it's nice to see you got a little bit of action tonight. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if the Wizards can wake up down uh, 71 to 58. So we'll keep you updated. Uh, VGK, the Vegas Golden Knights, in an important spot. Uh, the new guy in town is uh, betting against the Vegas Golden Knights. You weren't supposed to tell anybody. <laughs> uh, he's on Minnesota Plus. Uh, as uh, Jason Tatum just hit another three. The Celtics are on another world right now. This is this is bad. 22 to 4 in this third quarter. It's getting a little out of hand here. I'm hoping for your Wizards to roar back. I'm hoping it's not Bradley Beal. That's that's the kind of the torchbearer of that comeback. But it's uh, it's not looking too good as they've gone cold here to start this second half. And the Boston Celtics are the opposite. Jason Tatum is now at 31 points. His over-under tonight was 32 and a half. And Kemba Walker's at 21. His over-under was 24 and a half. So we'll see if the Wizards can cut into it. But the Celtics, once again, this seemed a little fishy. And I saw um, a tweet earlier today uh, from, let me pull it up right here. As uh, this great live yeah, well, live, uh, John Ewing over at BetMGM said only 34% of the tickets were on the Celtics at minus two since 05 playoff favorites getting less than 40% of the bets were 60% against the spread. That's a pretty good rate. If you're hitting that 60%, you know you can go you're ahead a happy and person. kick the feet up and make a living off of that because uh, they they look like they're come out at this second half and it's really been impressive. You know the coaching advantage was in Boston's favor. Oh, so yeah. you wonder if Brad Stevens able to go and make some of those halftime adjustments. Scott Brooks, his, he's coached in an NBA Finals, but I think 
everyone kind of credits that more to his players and the talent that he had when he was at Oklahoma City. It wasn't really his acumen on the bench necessarily, but we're starting to see this Boston team kind of just flex their muscles a little bit at home. Here. Yeah, now Boston uh, up 14 with uh, six and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. So uh, we're going to talk some golf here uh, momentarily with Steve Sands from the Golf Channel, but uh, this news came out. We're going to really dive into the AFC North. I, I kind of looked for fe things, Femi, and we all texted each other simultaneously uh, <laughs> this tweet from Adam Schefter earlier today. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow, who underwent reconstructive knee surgery in December, is all systems go for the September 12th regular season opener against the Minnesota Vikings. We're getting a home dog there getting in the, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, plus the three. Uh, that according to uh, a doctor in Los Angeles. So uh, exciting news for Cincinnati. Exciting news, you know, just in general, if you're a football fan and, and the possibility of this of this Bengals team. You know, we saw, even though the wins weren't there, they were 2-7-1 and one with Joe Burrow last year. But this is a team that had some backdoor covers. I remember a Thursday night against the Browns. Yep. Baker Mayfield had his feet up on the sidelines. You know, they were up double digits. And here comes Joe Burrow sitting in studio on the South Point and said, it's happening. Backdoor Joe. Backdoor's there. <laughs> um, in. And it's, I think it's interesting because he tore his ACL in December. Mm -hmm. So getting this news is definitely a big boost for Cincinnati. If you're looking at them from a maybe a season win total perspective or something like that. Yeah, looking that. at six and a or half right now. It's, you know, the, the Bengals offense, it's the projection is that it will be much improved. You draft Jamar Chase. You now have Burrow back. He had 13 TDs, five interceptions his rookie season. And he played behind a horrific offensive line, able to throw 2,600 yards. So I'm curious to see how his training camp goes because in the article that Schefter wrote, it did say that he's not supposed to have any contact until nine months, meaning that would have him out for all of preseason. So does he come back? Is he rusty? Is he in rhythm with those new weapons that he has? How do they kind of want to play it early on there, especially that week one game where they're a field goal underdog at home against the Vikings? Yeah, they did go out and they got uh, Jackson Carmen in the second round, a guard out of uh, Clemson. So we'll see. I mean, I, I thought at six, they should have got Panay Sewell. But I understand you get the best receiver in uh, in the class, another weapon for Joe Burrow to throw to. But in this segment, we're going to talk more AFC North and dive more into the Bengals' top of the hour. But it's a pretty crowded field for comeback player of the year. Very much the so. The favorite is Dak Prescott at plus 175, understandably so. But you got Saquon Barkley, Joe Burrow, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Bosa, those are massive names. Sam Darnold's down there at 16 to 1. Does he have a big year uh, in Carolina? Uh, Derwin James coming off injury out in Los Angeles. As they have a new head coach, a defensive minded head coach, and Brandon Staley, who everyone speaks so highly of. So, so many big names on this list, Femi. Anyone jump out at you? I, I get it why Dak Prescott is the favorite to win this award. But man, at six to one for a guy like Saquon Barkley, who I think the Giants are going to take a step forward. I think they might have a chance to win that division this year. Christian McCaffrey, a full year, assuming health for him in Joe Brady's offense, new quarterback weapons to work with. There's some really intriguing up Carson Wentz, you know, going to reunite with Frank Reich out in uh, out in Indianapolis. So. While I get Dak Prescott, I wouldn't touch him. I, I think there's so many really intriguing options. And it hasn't been done since 2015, a defensive player winning comeback player of the year. But the name that jumps out to me is Vaughn Miller at 16 to 1. If you think this Aaron Rodgers rumors are true of the Denver Broncos possibly getting him at some point 
You figure this is a team that's going to be in a marquee spot most weeks out of the season. They'll be playing with a lead now that they have a good quarterback. If you have Von Miller with all those pass rush opportunities, he's playing next to Bradley Chubb, so you can't really key in on him. Maybe take a stab at Von Miller at 16 to 1. He's a high profile name, Super Bowl MVP. I think that's a pretty intriguing look there for comeback player of the year. I know a lot of awards go to quarterbacks, but yep. how about a defender there if he's playing on a team that's going to be winning a lot of games? Yeah, it's, uh, especially at those odds uh, in this type of market. Carson Wentz intrigues me with, uh, well, he's a ginger, so obviously I have to. <laughs> What's he know. coming back from? He was benched. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Broken heart. <laughs> Broken heart there uh, in Indianapolis. That's a good point. He's not really coming back from injury. Yeah, from Nick Bosa, 7 1, another uh, defensive guy. PGA Championship. Rory McElroy won this nine years ago down in South Carolina. Does he do it again? He's the favorite. Steve Sands, Golf Channel, up next, right here on the Nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 
Welcome back in, folks, to the Indeed.com studio. Resumes are good. Resumes with an Indeed skills test are better. Visit Indeed.com backslash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Tim Murray and Femi Abebefe with you live from the Circus Sportsbook. 82 to 70 right now over on Jason Tatum points already, Femi. Oh, 247 left to go in the third quarter. He's at the line right now. Just hit a jumper just a short while ago. He is really stepping up in this playoff scenario. And anytime you have a guy who's a perimeter dominant scorer and he can go off, it's, this is what you see. 11 three-pointers for the Celtics, only one for the Wizards. Let's bring in uh, Steve Sands, the uh, the pride of the DMV, working for the Golf Channel. And uh, Kiwa Island is where the PGA Championship. You know, Steve, I'll be honest, I completely forgot timing-wise that the Wizards were on. But the way that they're playing here, maybe I'll just avert your eyes away from this disaster that has been a third quarter. It was okay, man. It was a goofy. <laughs> hey, by the way, since we're on your show, Timmy, it was a goofy line. The, it the was goofy. Wizards finished seventeen and six in the last twenty-three. The Celtics are horrific, and they were favored by two. Uh, they were telling you what to do there. I, I can't bet against my own team, but I did play a first half. Uh, I did play the first half, so we're I, all right. I was telling Femi uh, that you know. I live on lines like this. You know how you know how we 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 play it, Steve. So I I looked at this line and I was kind of like you. I, I couldn't play the Celtics just the way they played down the stretch, but this line was so fishy. Uh, it went the other way, so I, it was a stay away from me. I actually took a bite at the Wizards just plus ten a moment ago. So hopefully we can get some backdoor in game. But let's bring you on. We got we got a ton to get to. You should see the 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 offerings here uh, at Circa. It is out of control with uh, the amount of matchups. And it's not just circuits everywhere, but Rory McIlroy's the favorite. He's playing well, and he's got the course history uh, just dominating this course nine years ago. How much does his success nine years ago at Kiwa Island, uh, winning that by, what, eight strokes and running away with yeah. it, how much does that play into his advantage uh, heading into this weekend, or is it maybe just is it overblown? Because you look at his odds right now, Steve. He's he's eleven to one. Yeah, to me it's overblown. I love Rory. Uh, I think when Rory's playing well, he's the best player in the world. Um, he won a couple of weeks ago. It was a huge win at Wells Fargo. Very comfortable on that golf course. But the difference between Quail Hollow and Charlotte and Kiowa Island and the Ocean Course is that he plays it every year save for the COVID thing, but he, he plays it every year. Whereas Kiwa Island and the ocean course, they haven't seen this place since 2012. Rory's a different person, a different player, a different man, a different husband, a different father, a, a different everything. His body is completely different. So to me, uh, I think that the reason he's favored is because he won in 2012. The public is going to jump all over that. He just won a couple of weeks ago. The public is going to jump all over that as well. But to me, what he did here nine years ago has literally nothing to do uh, with how he's going to perform this week. Steve, this is always the time of the week where I'm trying to pull the card together, trying to get my guys. I try to pick three or four guys I think have a chance at winning over the weekend. I know a lot has been made about the length of this course being the longest course ever. They lengthened it by 200 yards, I believe. It, is it pretty much, does a winner have to be a bomber to, to win on uh, Sunday? Yeah, you know what's strange about that is that when Rory won nine years ago, it was an incredibly long golf course as well. In fact, you could make a strong case that it was longer than 
not yardage-wise, but percentage-wise, nine years ago, golf was completely different. Guys' bodies were different. Strength was different. Technology was different. Clubs, golf balls, all those types of agronomy, everything was different nine years ago. So you add 200 yards onto a golf course from nine years ago. To me, 18 holes, 200 yards, what are you talking, 12, 13, 14 yards a hole? That, that's a club a little less than one club. Guys hit six irons the way they hit five irons nine years ago. And nine years ago, when Rory won, he's still one of the longest players uh, in the world. He was back then as well, one of the great drivers in the history of the sport um, off the tee. David Lynn, now it was eight shots back, and Rory dominated the field. But the guy who came in second nine years ago was David Lynn. And David Lynn was one of the shortest guys in the world of golf, especially that particular week at Kiowa. So, yes, you have to hit the ball a long ways, but these guys all hit it a long ways. And I don't think yardage is going to be nearly as important as accuracy this week. Yeah, when you look at a guy like Bryson, I'm sure people will look at, what, this is the longest course in PGA Championship history. Is, yep. it, is it the longest course in, in, in major history, Steve? Yes, major championship history from the tips. If they play it all the way back from the tips, uh, Tim, they will. It will be seventy-eight hundred and change. Uh, but I, I don't think they'll play all eighteen holes from the tips. The, the staff at the PGA of America does a nice job of mixing and matching as far as up tees and back tees and going back and forth. But will they play one day from all the way back? Sure, but with the wind expected this week. Uh, coming off the ocean, uh, right along the ocean course uh, is the water. Uh, I, I don't think they'll play every single hole tipped out. So, I, you know, yes, it is the longest in major championship history, uh, but I would be shocked if they played every single hole one particular day all the way back. Well, and what, what I was going to get to with that, Steve, I mentioned the name Bryson. Anytime anyone hears long course, all right, all right, fire away on Bryson blindly. So uh, it, what would you do with Bryson uh, this weekend? I would fade him. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't love Bryson in this spot. Just like I told you, Tim, at the Masters. Yep. Uh, this is – here's the thing. Let me, let me put this very simple. Uh, Bryson's a great player. He could clearly win. Uh, obviously he's one of the best players in the world and he has major championship pedigree now. So as he plays more majors as a major champion, he's much more comfortable than he was in the past. But like Augusta, the rough isn't massive here. So because of that, if you hit those crazy long drives like he does, he's going to be a little bit inaccurate. He's not going to hit them right down the boulevard every time. So a wing foot when he won the U.S. Open, the rough would catch that golf ball, and then he would muscle it out of the rough, and he putted uh, as if he was Ben Crenshaw that week uh, in Mamaroneck, New York, and he won the U.S. Open. At the Masters, at a place like the Ocean Course here at Kiowa Island, if you don't hit the fairway, that ball's going to run out a little bit. Like at the pine straw into the trees at Augusta, here it's going to run out and be in a little bit of trouble as well. So the rough's not going to catch it as often as it will at a place like Wingfoot and a U.S. Open traditional setup. So, to me, if I was betting, I would fade uh, Bryson DeChambeau. He could still win, and he's a great player. But if I was matched up with him, and I was having to bet one side or the other, I would probably fade him. That's a good nugget there, writing that one down, Steve. And you, know, you talked about that championship pedigree and guys who have been there done that. One guy, I'm looking at it, two-time PGA Championship winner, multiple-time major winner, Brooks Kepka 
50 yeah. to 1 right now. What should we expect from Brooks this weekend? You know, he didn't make the cut at the Byron Nelson, but 50 to 1 for a guy of his pedigree, to me, it feels a little bit like disrespect despite all the issues with the knee. Yeah, he's got the injuries. Uh, he hasn't played a ton of golf leading up to the PGA Championship. However, of all the players in the world today, Brooks is the one who steps up the most in big spots. Not that he doesn't care about PGA Tour events. Not that he doesn't care about week-in, week-out events on the PGA Tour. He does. He wants to win. He wants to be one of the greatest players in the history of the sport. But he has four major championships. And the reason he has four major championships is because Brooks is not afraid. And he is never scared. And you can never count him out. Is he 100% healthy? No. Does he have to be 100% healthy to win this week? No, I don't think he's going to get to the finish line. But if you were going to take four or five, six guys, sprinkle it around a little bit, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to take Brooks. But I, I do not expect uh, the 50-to-1 shot uh, to pick up a third Wanamaker trophy and a fifth major championship this week. I just don't think his, his preparation coming into this week has been what it needs to be uh, to be the best player over the four days here. We're talking once again to Steve Sands from the Golf Channel. Just does a phenomenal work uh, and uh, always love getting his knowledge uh, leading up to majors. All right, Steve, we got about uh, a minute and a half or so. So you mentioned sprinkling around some long shots. Everyone listening wants to know those long shots. So who do you look at as, as longer shot guys that will have a chance to be there up atop the leaderboard on Sunday? The wind is going to be a factor this week. There will be no rain. The temperature's great, high 70s, low 80s. But the wind will be a factor, and one of the things that's crazy about the wind here is it changes direction with the tide because it's right along the ocean. Not like the cliffs out west. It's literally right along the ocean. So the wind is a factor, which means you need to be a ball striker here. You don't need to be the greatest you know, putter, that kind of thing. You need to be a guy who can hit the golf ball crisply each time, and you need to be comfortable in the wind. So... To me, if I was going off the board a little bit, I would go with the Australian Mark Leishman, another Australian, a guy named Cameron Smith. Uh, and I also think that a guy like South African Charles Schwartzel, uh, who won the Masters in 2012, I think he's got a chance uh, to lift another major championship trophy. Uh, I, I like guys like that, a Louis Oosthuizen, a guy who likes to pierce it through the wind. And if you're going to go with some of the heavy hitters, uh, you want to go with some of the chalk uh, you know, I, I do think Rory is going to perform well here this week. He's just such a great driver of the golf ball. And this week in particular, you need to be able to hit the ball crisply. If you remember Will Zalatoris at Augusta mm -hmm. at the Masters, he's not a great putter, but man, does he hit the golf ball well. And I think Will has a chance to perform well again this week. But look for guys who aren't necessarily the greatest putters in the world, but who are the best ball strikers. And that's some of the guys I just named. Steve, you're the best. Always love uh, chatting with you, and we'll be uh, texting uh, about some hoops, I'm sure, uh, in the coming weeks. All right, fellas. Go Wizards. Go Caps, man. We need a game three win tomorrow night. Come on, man. We gave that one away last night. Jeez. There he is. Steve Sands, my guy from the D.C. area down at Kiwa Island, getting ready for the PGA Championship. We'll get you updated on that Wizards-Celtics game. How's my in-play bet looking, Femi? Looking pretty good right now. We'll get now. you updated. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN.
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.